Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Bellinger leads at second, Swanson away from first. And the one-two, swinging a drive toward right center. Back goes Robert, back near the stands. That ball is gone. A game-winning home run for Chris Morrell. Can you believe it? Listen to this crowd. That man's position is batter's box, but the Cubs are trying to change that. By putting him at third. They're going to give him an opportunity to see if he can earn the job. Oof. And that, of course, the, there's, Matt Chapman is still out there. He's still available. But you have to prepare as if he's not on the team because, you know, he's not on the team. Well, Ron Coomer is in the booth. Ron Coomer was a major league third baseman and an all-star who knows a little something about that position and gave the morning show today on the score, his thoughts about the Morrell third base experiment. The one big positive is now every day he goes to third base and they're working with him at third base. I don't think there were two days in a row last year that they worked with him at third base. It would be third base one day, then it would be center field. Maybe then it would be take ground balls at second. Then he, you wouldn't see him do defensive work, you know, like extra work. And so to me, now that he's there every day, he gets inundated with work at third base every day. And I think I I talked with Counts about this yesterday. And Counts has a really, a really good way of doing this. And it was very similar to an infield instructor that I had years ago. Ron Plaza was an old infield instructor. Scott Brocious and I got drafted in 87. And his first comments to, to us were, you know, as we're learning, here's what we expect out of you at third base. Get outs. You get a two-hopper hit to you, you catch it, you throw it to first, you get an out. You could say, I don't care if you're standing on your head. Just get an out and let's move to the next guy. That's all he asked for. And Counts made a comment yesterday to me as him and I were just talking. All I want him to do is make the routine play. Nothing more than that. And then let's get him to home plate and let him hit. And I think having a manager that understands that expectation and he's going to make some mistakes is really going to help Christopher. This is the point that I was making. This is what I was trying to tell you that they've never really given him an opportunity. He's like, Oh, you happen to play third. Okay, cool. We'll we'll put you over there, but you also play left and right and sometimes center and second and first base that he hasn't had a chance 
to actually learn the position and field ground balls there. So I'm happy to see that this is at least what they're trying. I don't. It's more than likely not going to work, but I would rather them fail with him at third base because he's a more athletic player than what you've had previously at third base. I, I, I was so happy to hear Koo mention Ron Plaza. I was that was my very first job was after my freshman year of college working with the Madison Muskies who were the Midwest league class a affiliate of Oakland and Coombe had been there the season before I got there. I believe I I think it was the season before the guy he mentioned, Scott Brocious, who later went on to be a three-time world series champ. And I think the 98 world series MVP Brocious, they they tried him everywhere because that was a guy whose position was batter's box. Brocious could just absolutely rake, and they didn't know where to play. So he was the he was our shortstop in Madison, and he was awful. He had something like forty errors, I want to say, in the in the year that I was there, and he ended up with and and working with. I think Ron Plaza was a roving infield instructor within the Oakland organization at the time. In '86, I think he was actually on the major league staff with the A's, but then he was still in the organization, and eventually Brocious became a Gold Glover at third, a major league Gold Glover for a guy who in, in A ball was kicking it all over the place. So. Well, lo- there learning are six- the position at the major league level is harder. Yeah, of course it is. But there are, I'm just saying, I know personally that like the guy he mentioned, the guy that Coombs specifically mentioned, is one of those developmental success stories. It's obviously, I mean, doing it where he is now is, is but, probably the hardest possible thing you can do. But I will say, I can't think of a better environment for someone to not worry as much about playing the position than playing next to maybe the smartest shortstop in the game. Like, if you're going to learn right. and you you know that the guy that is behind you has range, can help you with positioning on, from batter to batter, that type of stuff matters. Like, having someone there to help you out is, is, is significant. While we're talking about the Cubs and while we're talking about Coombe, there's another Cub that we talked about yesterday, and, and that's Miguel Amaya. Coombe had some thoughts on him as well. He's a big leader, and, and I mean that in all the good senses of the words. He, he's walking around. He knows he belongs here. He knows he can play here. Uh, he knows he's going to be catching. He's, he's good, and I think it's a great situation the Cubs have right now um, with, with Gomes being such a great leader. You know, Gomes brings so much to the table for this team that they need. So to keep him fresh and have a Maya catch um, and, and be able to do some of those things, I think the Cubs catching situation in the big leagues right now is in a very good spot. I, I'm a big fan of both guys. And I think both guys do some different things. I think Gomes will be able to help Amaya with the last few pieces of the puzzle to, to round out his game, to make him a better big league player but I, I love the, the catching scenario the Cubs have right now. I'm happy that the reports that we're getting on Amaya are not just about his bat, that we are seeing development as him as a receiver, which those are the questions. Like the, That's what you want to know. Can he pick up that stuff, whether we're talking about from Gomes or the coaching staff, or he's just naturally good and has been doing a lot of work to get better at it. 
you were asking that question to our buddy Maddie Lee, who is down there covering the Cubs, and here's what she said about the breakdown of that catching position. I think that'll all just play out over the course of the season. They're looking at it as, all right, we've got two catchers who could both take on a big chunk of the innings back there. And so, you know, if Amaya gets really hot and they want him in the lineup and pitchers have all spoken so highly of kind of his calm presence behind the plate, then like maybe it shifts towards him. Or if he's, you know, slumping and, and yawn, you know, we saw a bunch of big hits from Jan Gomes last year, kind of as he had, you know, year one for him has typically been a little bit of a, slightly more down offensive year as he's bounced around the league. And then you're two, you know, now that he knows the pitching staff and that's really his focus, right? Is the defensive side, the pitching staff. Once that's all settled, then year two, he tends to pick up more. So I think they're really kind of leaving it open and know that both guys are capable of carrying a big load. By the way, we will have our broadcast will start at 155 today of the Cubs White Sox game, the Cactus League opener. The battle for it all. Today. Winner gets to the city. <laughs> if the White Sox win, the, they get a stadium? No, they get the Cubs stadium. And then the Cubs have to leave. Oh, the White Sox will tell you that they don't want it, even though that's exactly what they want. So I, I I was thanks to this site, the Baseball Cube. I was able to. It, Coomer was there in Madison the year after I was there. Coomer raked there. Well, yeah, he made the major leagues, Dan. Yeah, but not, that's not true for everybody. There are some people who are late bloomers. There are some who make swing changes or positional changes. But in in the Midwest League at the time, for him to slash three nineteen four oh one four forty four because that was a pitcher's league. That was a and I was right. The the year before, Scott Brocious had a total of 44 errors. You're turning into less every day. <laughs> I was, I'm glad I was right. I was there yeah. for many of those errors. Every day. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.